Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick with this week's matchup show as the Ravens get ready to face the Steelers. And what for them is a little akin to an exhibition game. And what for the Steelers is a critically important death struggle to make the playoffs. Uh, Frazier Tafar, not with us tonight. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back with us for the playoffs. And uh, uh, I'll be doing the show solo tonight. So uh, the Ravens can eliminate the Steelers in this game or they can potentially elevate them into the playoffs and potentially get the Bills out where the Bills to lose to Miami and also Jacksonville to cooperate with a win over Tennessee. Uh, not an impossible trifecta, about a one in six chance it happens, but that uh, probability goes up fairly substantially if the Ravens do lose to the Steelers on Saturday. I'm reminded when talking about this game, about Ross Tucker talking about the game that kind of defines or was the biggest disappointment of his career as he tells the story. But in 2004, the Buffalo Bills uh, went into the last game of the season needing to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had already clinched their playoff spot and I believe a bye all the way because that was a, their 15-1 and one season. Um, they, they said clinched everything they needed to do at that time, and all they had to do, Buffalo meaning, was go ahead and beat Pittsburgh in this meaningless game in order to make the playoffs. And the unfortunate set of circumstances was that their backups turned out to be uh, Harrison and players like that who were, were extremely good. And, and he was very frustrated by that. Now, Ross Trucker didn't have a long career in the NFL, much longer and more successful as a broadcaster, obviously. But five years in the NFL as a player, 2004 was the one year where he was really a starter and the one chance he had to, to really play on a playoff team and uh, and it didn't work out. So unfortunate for him. But, uh, you know, this Steelers team obviously uh, has already felt the sting of losing to the Ravens in 2019 when they had a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I think it's less likely they'll let that get away. The Ravens, I've, I've talked a little bit about, you know, which is really better for the Ravens, winning this game or losing it. If they If they lose it, they have a chance to eliminate the Bills from the playoffs, which I think would be an enormous potential gain. They also have a risk of having the Bills be the seven seed or the six seed, either one is really dangerous, win their first game against either Miami or Kansas City, and then be the team that the Ravens must face in the divisional round. I think the, the Ravens might be better off if the Bills play their first two games at home uh, as the number two seed and face the Ravens in the AFC championship game. Anyway, I think that if if I had my druthers, I'd probably say the Ravens are better off eliminating the Steelers in this game uh, the way I'm looking at it right now. 
So when we look at this game from a matchups perspective, um, there are there's not much in the way of team matchups that are going on here. Most of what I'll be looking at is individual matchups for the Ravens and and where they have some players who are looking to prove something, getting their first real opportunity for playing time, getting a key point, component of playing time at a crossroads moment in their career. And let's go through those guys because I think that there, there are two each on offense and defense, and uh, I'll, I'll go through each of those individually. On offense, Daniel Falele will undoubtedly play most of the snaps at right tackle in this game. I do think they'll play some of Morgan Moses. I don't know if we'll see Ronnie Stanley in this game at all, uh, but I, I expect we'll see a little bit of Morgan Moses um, uh, during this game. Daniel Falele will get, for most of the game, T.J. Watt as his opposite number. Highsmith is typically on that opposite the left tackle and typically on the rush side. And so the Ravens, being a, a standard kind of right-handed offense, will use um, their tight end on that side. Watt will be on that side with uh, Falele as well on the tight end. And it's pretty good chance that um, uh, you know this is a, this is a a key moment for Falele's career. Uh, he's had three consecutive games now where he's played in aggregate one pretty decent game. And it's the first one pretty decent game of his entire career, frankly. He's had Fs in all of his scored games, as I've done the offensive line, um, in his first you know year and change. Um, and then this this last uh, 64 snaps, he's, he's scored 47 points, 0.73. When you adjust for the competition he's had uh, opposite him, it rates out as a fairly high C at uh, right tackle. And, uh, you know, that's that's solid play. It's the best he's played as a professional. He needs to keep that up. And in order to keep that up, he's going to have to get that much better because Watt represents an even bigger challenge. And the the total amount of uh, adjustment I give a player will not make up for playing against a real superstar like Watt. So he's going to uh, uh, have his hands as his work cut out for him from a grading perspective. And, and this will be a this will be a tough choice. I think this is a chance where, you know, you work on Falele in terms of his punch against a player like Watt and hope that he finally, you know, starts to use his physicality a little more. In in plain truth, I think we're probably going to have to wait for the offseason to see Falele get to a, a, a camp for offensive linemen that teaches him punch a little better. Obviously, he hasn't been playing the game forever. And he's a guy who uh, uh, you know, could certainly benefit from more use of his physicality. But he needs to strike first um, in order to uh, uh, disable Watt's pass rush plan. Um, and that uh, derail, I guess, might be the better word for that. But uh, Falele is a, is a guy I'll be watching closely. And hopefully he can show some signs, at least against TJ Watt. And he'll be entering year three next year. Uh, it's an enormous uh, moment in his career. If he's ready to go, um, then he could be part of your plan to move on from Morgan Moses after 2024. Um, if he's uh, not where he needs to be, then I think uh, he's probably not in danger of not making the team, uh, but he may never get a chance in 24, and that'll lead to a potential cut in 25. So we'll see how this works out. But Falele is, uh, uh, you know, he's got a, a key crossroads kind of moment for his career in this game. Second guy on offense I want to see is Ben Simpson. And he's got two interior def uh, defenders who are both very good, Cameron Hayward um, and Keanu Benton, 
both of whom he'll probably have as an opposite number some in this game, whether that's on some stunts and twists or whether there'll be some uh, attempts to get him one matched up one-on-one against him. Uh, Benton's had a terrific rookie season. Hayward uh, is, is not having his greatest season, and he is now – Getting up there in terms of age. Let me see. How old is is Hayward at this point in his career? But he's, he's well over 30 at this point. But Cam Hayward is now in the league. This is his 13th season. 13 seasons for Cam Hayward, huh? He will be. He is 34. He'll actually be 35 in May. So uh, getting towards the end of the line for Hayward. And and uh, uh, I don't believe he made the Pro Bowl this year. Um, anyway, after a run of six consecutive years doing so. And uh, we'll see how that works out for him uh, as, uh, as we go. But I, I, I think that, um, Simpson had a fabulous game against, uh, uh, the, um, Miami dolphins and, uh, certainly will face every bit as much of a challenge, uh, if not more against the Steelers. And in fact, Watt is a guy who often stunts inside and Simpson will have to do some of those exchanges. He'll be playing right guard. Zeitler has been ruled out. So I don't see any reason why they would move Simpson to left guard in this game. Uh, but uh, he'll be playing at right guard. He could face a fair amount of Watt stunting through the right A-gap, and he's going to have to be very cognizant of that and try and pick that up um, and and exchange effectively um, in so doing, and that'll be a challenge for him, I'm sure. Uh, he looked very good as a pass blocker. He certainly was was um, much too big and strong for the Miami interior guys that included Wilkins some, but uh, where he did not shine in the game was getting out into level two and doing anything. And his, his issue was getting to level two and not being able to find someone to block there. So he had six missed blocks in the game. One was a loss at the line of scrimmage. One was a, a miss on a pull and four others. He went into level two and couldn't find a block or couldn't effectively make a block. Uh, you look at Morgan Moses, who doesn't have any more foot speed than Ben Cleveland, probably less. Um, and he's still much more able to make those mobility blocks in level two because he's more decisive and he processes quicker in terms of making that level two block. And now I've, I've talked about this. I'm sure you guys will remember, but um, Simpson is a guy, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Simpson's Cleveland, Ben Cleveland uh, is a guy who processes very quickly in his college career from inside out. And remember he was at right guard at Georgia. So processing from center out, um, to right tackle in order to get that help block at right tackle as quickly as possible had been something he'd done very well. This game will really test that. The Steelers, were no doubt, will really try and test him, um, even if Linderbaum is in the game. I think that that's a the Linderbaum-Simpson access, a Cleveland access is what they'll go after. Also, the Linderbaum-Simpson access on the other side, that gap. Um, so anyway, Hayward and Count of Benson, uh, Benton versus Ben Cleveland. Sorry about the misnaming uh, there earlier. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Swapping over to the defensive side, um, Pittsburgh uh, provides the Ravens with some significant challenges to a defense that will not have all its regular players. Now, one place they will have all their regular players is on the defensive line. I don't think there will be a defensive lineman active, but even if they if there is one, it's going to be primarily the five guys that we've seen all season, averaging about 42% of the snaps um, in, in terms each uh, per game who will be getting most of that playing time. Sure, they'd like to get a little bit less playing time for Matabike or for for Pierce, uh, certainly who've had very heavy workloads this year. I just don't see how it can easily happen. Already, I looked at the Ravens injury report. They've got seven guys out. So you do a little math here. They'll go up to 55, including two activations from the practice squad. The seven deactivations takes you down to the 48 on game day. Those seven deactivations, which I'm including Flowers as a doubtful, since no Ravens doubtful has played in a long time for the for, for the team on game day, I, I think we'll see um, uh, nine offensive linemen active. That'll include Sala. So there's no and and it'll include all the defensive linemen. So there really isn't an obvious way that they're going to be able to get a. Um, uh, another defensive lineman active. They could do it as one of their two elevations, in which case um, Rashad Nichols uh, or uh, Bravion Roy, uh, either one of those guys may be up and and taking some snaps uh, off the plate. I think the other guy who is obviously going to be active again is Adams uh, with the Ravens' various injuries at, at safety. And they may even want another defensive back, in which case that could be Jeremy Lucien uh, getting his first NFL playing time, which would be kind of cool to see uh, uh, this week. So uh, looking at that, at, at how the fronts work, at least that bodes fairly well for a couple of Ravens linebackers where I think the matchup really uh, comes down to. The individual matchup I want to see is Trenton Simpson and his ability to take down Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren has been the league's best tackle breaker. Um, he has 50 and 140 the snaps, I believe, so one every 2.8 uh, carries. He's uh, he's uh, broken a tackle, which is a tremendous rate. Um, uh, one of the it's it's the highest in the in the league. And the other guy, Najee Harris, also has a very good uh, broken tackle rate, forty five and two twenty nine, I believe. Uh, so it's so it's about one every five uh, that he's breaking. Both of them have very good yards after contact numbers with with Warren among the league leaders. He might even be the league leader um, in that category. But uh, Warren is a guy you got to try and get down on the first shot. Simpson is a guy who is a safety converted to linebacker and is a guy who there might be questions about that. He's more of a Patrick Queen run and hit guy as opposed to a uh, a great tackler. At least that was uh, him at the college level. And let's see what he can deliver at the pro level. But uh, what was impressive about Trenton Simpson at Clemson was his ability to drop deep um, in his zone and impact the passing game more. And some of that came from his background of safety and also get after the, the quarterback as a pass rusher. So hopefully he brings that to the table. Um, but I think what I'm really most interested in seeing from this game is, is whether or not he can get Jalen Warren and Najee Harris for that matter on the ground. So that'd be one of the big matchup items we want.
Number two is another guy who'll get his first significant playing time of the year, I believe, and that's Pepe Williams. Um, Arthur Mollette is out so far. I don't know if he's been declared officially out for the game or if he's still questionable, but I don't see any way. Let me take a quick look here. Yeah, he's questionable at this point. All the questionables have to play, or at least they have to be on the sidelines. They don't necessarily have to play uh, for this Ravens team because the out and the doubtfuls make up 100% of their available outs and doubt or uh, inactive roster spaces. So in, in this case, I expect Pepe Williams to be on the sideline, uh, sorry, on, on the, in the game for Mollette and, uh, and taking time against those Pittsburgh slot receivers. Uh, the last time we saw Pepe, um, he was not all that effective. It was primarily in, in his first year. Uh, his his action was very limited, and hopefully we'll see a little more. Uh, whereas he seemed to be the guy early in 2022 who appeared to be the Ravens' best chance to be a decent slot corner for them, and they tried multiple guys. You remember they tried um, Stevens there, and they tried uh, JAD there in that New England game. It really did not work out for either of them. And it it, it looked like Pepe was the guy they were going to turn to and use for a you know a substantial portion of the remainder of the season, if not the entire thing, and it, it just didn't work out. So um, I think that that this this camp he was one of the guys to be considered, and then of course he got hurt, and uh, Millette got hurt. Ardarius Washington won the job. By the way, I don't believe Ardarius Washington, although he's practicing with the team, is going to be activated for the game on Sunday. He has to be activated for the fifty-three. Somebody else has to be dropped. Um, if he is activated, I, I would expect Pepe would be the guy who would go. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a difficult situation there, this being a week 18 game and there being time to ramp up and no, no required activation of our Darius. I expect him to be a playoff activation if at all. So this is Pepe's opportunity right now. He should, he should have the starting slot role in this game. By the way, Humphrey is out. You know, Stevens looks like he's probably not going to play the, the Darby has been sick this week, so he may not play. Um, it's, it's a really limited defensive backfield that they have available. So I, I would expect Pepe to get significant playing time. And we need to see what he's got against these Pittsburgh slot receivers. It's not an easy matchup for him. Rudolph is on a uh, remarkable run right now uh, in terms of his uh, passing and those slot receivers for, for Pittsburgh. Uh, in fact, some of them, sometimes it'll be a split tight end uh, can give them could potentially give a, a, a slot like Pepe, a lot of trouble. They may play some, Big nickel, standard nickel that limits his exposure to larger receivers. I would not be surprised if we saw that even if Hamilton does not play. Do not expect Hamilton to play, by the way, even though he's just questionable. He will be He will be on the sidelines in uniform. But uh, you know, in terms of who they actually play, I would I'd be a little surprised if Hamilton sees the field, um, given how important he is to the Ravens for the playoffs and and uh, you know the risk of of uh, worsening that that knee injury that he's got currently. So uh, I do expect Pepe to see significant playing time, and this is a, a crossroads moment for him. He'll be entering year three next year, and very murky picture of where he actually stands uh, in terms of the Ravens depth chart for next year, and uh, this this would do a lot to help clear things up. Uh, going back to, to Cleveland for a moment, Cleveland has an enormous impact on the Ravens' cap situation for next year. And actually, it might be his play might really be a significant consideration in whether or not Kevin Zeitler is re-signed. Zeitler is having a terrific year. It got snubbed on the Pro, Pro Bowl very badly. But uh, Cleveland is a guy who, uh, if he plays well, 
can give the Ravens some significant cap relief. I think he probably is going to have to be at right guard, um, given what we've seen so far. But I think Voris and Simpson and Cleveland would effectively be fighting for two guard spots. And I think that the Ravens, you know, assuming they re-sign Simpson, uh, would be okay with that. I think that's that's a, not an not a a terrible position to be in as long as we see you know a continued solid play from Cleveland this year uh, this week. Uh, I think it could be a, a a fairly good chance the Ravens are going to camp with exactly that uh, kind of a, a competition going on. Anyway, that's all I got for this one in terms of the matchups. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. If you're out there and you'd like to do a film study short, hit me up. DMs are always open on Twitter. I'd love to talk to you. Got a couple of people approaching me about shows fantastic stuff one very interesting one about crowd noise uh that i think will be a lot of fun and uh others as well but i want to hear from you uh and i will get back to you very quickly i promise about the possibility of doing a show what people have just been doing is sending me literally a uh a a, 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 i don't know a hundred words about what they really want to talk about doesn't even have to be that much honestly and i'm getting back to them these these kind of fine ideas and saying great when can we record let's uh let's talk about that um it, there are some things that overlap with other ideas and then i'm going to want to talk to it down to it and if i think it's too long for the sh- for a short then i'll we'll try and boil it down and we'll get to a point but i want to work with you to, to to make your idea something that we can make into entertaining uh and non-intimidating film study content so uh, really appreciate it and uh love to talk to you till next time this is ken mccusick and we'll talk to you next week on matchups for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.